coming up next on The Health Hustle. My why now, why do I put myself through like pain and suffering in terms of health and fitness and nutrition and be so disciplined to get up early in the morning and do things that I don't want to do, do hard things, ice baths, saunas, you know, my why is my brother. It's actually, they made us right. The first night that we were out there, we had, we trained all day. Everybody was physically just like beat up and we'd been going for 16 hours, you know, and by then it was like. I did one hour workouts like that was my oh yeah hour oh wow that was hard go home they made us run up a mountain two and a half miles holding a log at two in the morning then we ran down the mountain and they were like okay you're gonna write an essay about the person that means the most to you and why you're doing this and the first thing that came to mind was my brother and so I have more reasons, you know, my family is really my why, my, my future wife, Savannah, and, you know, my friends and the people around me is the thing that drives me. But it was my brother in that moment. And that's why I bring that up because he's just a mini me of me. You know, I'm, we're, he's 19, I'm 28. And so I never had that growing up and I just want to be an example for him. You know, I want to set the example for what you can do when you set your mind to it and that you don't have to follow like society standards. Like if you don't want to do the things that your parents want you to do, it's still okay, you know? And I just wanted to be that example. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Health Hustle of Austin, Texas. On this show, we distilled on the big ideas from your fellow health and fitness entrepreneurs in the Austin, Texas area about how they built their business and the lessons they learned along the way. I'm your host, Corey Hibben. On this episode, I get a chance to sit down with my boy, Ross Churn, who is always churning for a good time. Ross is a personal trainer here in Austin with a passion for inspiring others through fitness and movement. I was literally just training with him at Squash Frontier yesterday, and he's one of those guys that cannot and will not quit. I saw him do some wild things with some dumbbells and some bands and some... I don't even know what was happening, but he has got some motivation, let me tell you. Or as Ann Rand would say, it's not who's going to let me, it's who's going to stop me. On this episode, we get into what his morning routine looks like, how he was able to train with the Navy SEALs, what his why is and how it keeps him motivated, his mission to make the world a healthier place, the power of self-talk, finding that inner dog, who his mentors are and how they've impacted his life, why they call him the shark, or I guess he calls himself the shark, his passion for serving others, starting from ground zero, and so much more. If you haven't already, do us a huge favor and please subscribe and write us a review. This show is about helping health and fitness professionals to build a business that fits your lifestyle by give us a review. It helps other people find the show and join us on the journey. Also, if you're looking for tips about designing your website and marketing your health business, sign up for my three tips Tuesday newsletter at coreyha.com. Without further ado, mm, let's go. Ross Chern, welcome to the show. How you doing, brother? I'm doing amazing, Corey. Thanks for having me, man. I'm excited. So why do hamburgers go to the gym? Oh, <laughs> why do hamburgers go to the gym? Um, to get beefy. Oh, that, that's, <laughs> right? it's close. It's actually to, uh, I was going to say to get better buns. Okay, damn. That's good. I like, I, the first thought was to get swole. <laughs> I was like, wait, that's not funny. Beefy is good, though. That was good. Yeah, or yoked. Could You could throw Yol- an egg joke yeah. in there. Right? I like that. If you, Yeah, anyways. I, I just like to start I did with, not expect that was great that was great <laughs> so first thing I want to get into is kind of the origin story of how you got into health and fitness as a whole and how that's played out in your life yeah so health and fitness has always kind of been a staple I, my, my parents are active you know I was brought raised in an active family but I would say weightlifting and fitness really happened post high school whenever I went through a bad breakup that's when I really started committing but I've always been into soccer. I did weightlifting in, in high school, so it's always just been part of my life. 
I know that the more that I move, the better I feel. And I've really learned that at the older that I get, but now it's like, it's a lifestyle. And I always tell myself when I don't want to, I'm like, you've got, you've come this far, you know what I mean? And you have made this part of your routine. So like, it's just who you are. You have to. So that's what I try to tell myself now. Yeah. What, so tell me more about that relationship issue. Like, how do you feel like that played out into now you're more of a passion for just health and wholeness? When I went through this breakup, I was in a dark place in my mind and I wasn't happy with where I was in my life. And I knew I had two choices. I could cry and sulk or I could become the best version of Ross possible. You know what I mean? So that's when I really just took my mindset to the next level and I just really started committing to myself. I use that tagline all the time, commit to yourself, because from me doing the work of like just eating healthy, waking up early, you know, meditating, journaling, all of the wholesome, holistic things, my life has elevated and transformed because of my mind and my body. Just like the results happened over time, you know, so that propelled me to really just start seeing things happen in my life. And I was just like, wow, like what happened, what would happen if I committed to doing this for like 10 years, you know, and now it's been about, yeah, over 10 years that I've been working out hard yeah i think the reason i I really wanted you to share that story was because like uh, i don't know if i've ever actually shared this story on the show but i remember when i was probably about 16 years old and it was a similar deal where there was a a girl in my life and we broke up and it was one of those like gut-wrenching moments where like you think your life is over everything's ending like that was my whole world like i'm gonna die and it actually spun me into probably the darkest depression i'd ever been in my entire life and because you're hormonal you're dumb you're foolish right and like you think it meant that that's the whole world ending, right? And it was actually, to me, it was health and fitness that really pulled me out of that. It was like going to the gym, exercising. It was actually my mom that actually initially invited me because she saw how sad I was. And this was in high school. Moms always know. Yeah, yeah. She, there's, yeah, there's no hiding it. Always. Yeah. And so I remember she was like, you should just go to the gym. Just come with me. Start working out. And I was like, I was desperate, right? I was sad. I was depressed. I was like, I will literally do anything to feel better. And so I went not thinking anything was going to happen. And then slowly you start to notice that like you leave the gym and you feel better. In your mind. Right. Not even in your body, but in your mind, you feel more calm, more alert, more at ease. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. And it was like that little trickle effect of like consistently doing that again and again and again. And it just creates this snowball of like now to this day, I know for a fact that I now associate a large degree of happiness to health. Like I've like wired those together in my brain now. 100%. Me being a coach and having a men's program online of people that I teach and coach and lead to be, you know, healthier, better versions of themselves. Every single person in there, they do not have health and fitness as their number one priority. Their number one priority is checking their work emails or, you know, doing something for somebody else instead of themselves. Like they wake up and they do things that drain them instantly instead of things that charge you up, you know? And for me, like going on a walk, in the woods with my dog is what charged me up. So I figured out a way, how can I do that first thing in the morning and then build my life around that, you know? So tell me more about your routine. So what does your morning routine look like? Yeah, I knew we were going to get into this one. (laughs) It's a great question. Actually, my favorite book is Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. And when I read that, he just talked about how waking up in the morning at 5 a.m. would empower you and you could do things while other people were sleeping. And so it was really hard to adjust to waking up early for me. In the beginning, I used to like waking up at like 8 or something like that. You know, I'll hit the alarm, whatever. And then I realized me hitting my alarm is not committing to myself. So I need to 
do something. If you want to be abnormal, you got to do things that are out of the norm, mm-hmm. right? So I'm waking up at 5 a.m. I'm doing hard things. But right now I train clients Monday through Friday at 5.30 in the morning. So I wake up at 5. I have 30 minutes. I, I don't want to wake up at like 4 or 4.30. So just being totally transparent. But I wake up at 5. And uh, the first thing that I do every single morning is I drink my greens and my reds from BPN. That's just something that I do. I used to drink coffee every day. And I was just like, man, addicted to caffeine. So I now take a natural energy, which is my greens. Break it down real fast for you. The first thing that I'm doing is drinking water, really. I just happen to put my greens and reds in it. But I am drinking 28 ounces of water and then stretching for a few minutes in the garage before a client comes over. So it's not the most ideal in terms of like, you know, journaling or meditating. But when I'm done with two to three clients in the morning, that's when I'll get my journaling, meditating in my office with my red light and maybe some breakfast, depending on, you know, if I'm fasting that day, why not? But most days it's movement, water, and some type of like gratitude in my mind. I remember when I was in college, I used to work at the campus rec and I used to have to be in at like four in the morning or five in the morning, something like that, right? Because that's when the gym's open. And at that time, it was pretty routine for me to go to bed at like midnight because I had seven roommates. And so we were partying every weekend and not going to bed early, right? Uh, I do not miss those days. <laughs> oh. And so it just reminds me of, I remember waking up, this is like when I became obsessed with like sleep. It was because like, I remember waking up after only like four or five hours of sleep. And I remember just getting through the day felt like a form of torture. So hard. You're drunk yeah. through the day. You yeah. are. The- if you're body is not recharged it's like if you don't plug your phone in at night and it wakes up at 60 percent, what's gonna happen it's gonna die earlier on in the day same with you mm-hmm. if you wake up at 60 percent, you're gonna crash later on you know totally sleep is super important so yeah i just remember how miserable i was like all day like you didn't even want to be around me no yeah <laughs> that's funny i'm you're a nice guy i'm sure people still want to be around you <laughs> <laughs> So let's talk a little bit about your experience with the Navy SEALs. So obviously this was a passion for you at some point. Tell us about that. Yeah. So I was working in, actually I was still in college and I got a random uh, Facebook ad came up. I was scrolling on Facebook, sitting on my friend's couch and um, it was like, you know, train with Navy SEALs on the History Channel. And I was like, okay. So I clicked it and I applied. Didn't even think about it. Get a call a couple months later. And this casting director from the History Channel was like, hey, we want to interview you for this part. It's, it was called The Selection, which was a special forces uh, boot camp where they take civilians with no military background through a special forces boot camp experience. So I had like five or six Skype interviews over six months. And at the time, this is my senior year of college. At the time, I was an amazing World of Warcraft player. <laughs> so all I did... Was play WoW and go to class. <laughs> okay. Six months went by. College is almost over. I'm just owning at WoW this whole time. I get a call and they're like, hey, you got the part. I'm like, no shit. I have not worked out. I have not run. I haven't, I haven't been doing anything for like 30 days except for looking at my rating on WoW. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they send me some boots and they're like, you have seven days to break these boots in and then we're shipping you out to Santa Clarita, California. They probably knew you were playing World of Warcraft. They, they, I guarantee you one of my Battletag friends was one of the guys in the yeah. History Channel. He's like, yo, get this guy. Yeah, like, yeah. You're going you're gonna to fuck He's him. He's going to die. He's literally going to die on your show. Yeah, so... I just had to give that backstory because going out there, you know, I'm in way better shape today, physically and mentally, 
I think I was 21 or 22 at the time when I got this, this call. Anyway, fast forward to going out there to having the experience. They sent 40 of us out to LA, brought us in a bus to this desert. And then we did steroid tests, aptitude tests, mental tests, IQ tests for like six days in a hotel. We couldn't leave the hotel and we just had all these tests to do. They sent 10 people home and then 30 people went out to the desert and then it started. From this moment I got in the desert, I went to bed. I got woken up at like five in the morning. We had to stand at attention in the sand pit for two hours in the freezing cold in the desert. I mean, it's cold when it's dark and it's hot during the day. Anyway, yeah, we were out there and this is, I'll never forget this experience. These Special Forces operators is what they were called. Navy SEALs, Army Rangers, and Green Beret. They had some other guys out there. The, you could just feel the energy from the second you saw them. You're like, these guys have done crazy things that you could never even imagine. Mm-hmm. You could just feel it. And it was real. From the moment it started, it was real. I never had an experience like that. I got Within the first few hours, I had hypothermia, I had heat stroke, and I had been tear gassed within like three hours of it starting. And we have done probably like 2000 burpees, like uh, run up and down the hill so many times, like up this mountain, carrying logs, like people are pissing themselves, like throwing up. I mean, dude, it was brutal. It was hard. How long did you last? I lasted four days. Yeah, I lasted four days. We had no idea how long it was going to be or what was going to be happening. The, The whole thing ended up being 12 days long and it sucks in hindsight. I mentally was just not there. Physically, I was strong. I could do all the things. I made it through the first, you know, the th- it was like four to five days of like hell week. And then after you make it through there, anyone that's remaining wants to be there. And then they started teaching skills and fighting and, you know, how to conduct missions and rescue operations and uh, prisoners of war things where they were nailing people in boxes and burying them. It was crazy stuff, man. It was really intense. What do you think you learned from it? I took away so many character defining moments about myself. I learned so much about myself out there because, you know, I was upset when I quit. They just got me to this point where I was just broken. Like I kept asking myself, why am I here? Why am I doing this? And I didn't have an answer. You know, it was, I didn't have an answer at that moment in time. But in hindsight, when I went home and I was back in my corporate job, I was like, man, I'm this corporate kid that got selected out of tens of thousands of applicants to be out here like I'm meant for something more you know I'm I'm strong I'm not just meant to be Mr. Stocks and Bonds like in this desk so when I knew when I had that experience I will say they kept saying like learn how to be comfortable in the uncomfortable like get comfortable being uncomfortable and they made us actually memorize the man in the arena quote So when I was out there, that's the first time that I ever heard the man in the arena quote. And the very first sentence is, it's not the critic that counts, which to me is like, you know, it doesn't matter what other people are thinking about you. It just matters about what you think about you. You're on your journey. And that's not like arrogant or anything like that. It's just, you know, everybody in life is on some type of journey in the arena and you have to be willing just to keep going no matter what. And so I learned that you know and that i will take with me forever and that's why i formulated this man in the arena program just because i learned so many things from those guys and those experiences and i want to share that with others 
Well, I want you to know that I literally got the chills when you said like the men in the arena thing, because that's actually, I didn't realize that's where that came from. Yeah. That's actually one of my favorite quotes as well. That's uh, that's great. I want to get it tattooed on me. It's just so long. It's, yeah. Well, it, yeah, you can't get the so, whole thing. My buddy whole did. Back. I have multiple friends from that experience. You get a leg sleeve. Their whole leg. Yeah. 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 But yeah. I'm just like. I've been seeing a lot more dudes actually with leg sleeves, and I'll be honest, they're kind of sweet. Kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. Kind of cool. My girlfriend's like, mm, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I support it. So there's a couple of things that you said that I want to pull back on from that that I really liked. And you hit on something that I think is important. You said you were asking yourself, why am I here? Right. And obviously you must be familiar with Jocko Willink. But I think like yes. so often I think about like that. That's what differentiates the people that make it and don't make it is that it's not so much the training as much as it is like, why are you here? Is the reason that you're here bigger than yourself? Is it something that you really want to continue to be here for? And so I guess my question for you, we don't have to get too deep into this, but like, what's your why now? Like, what are you passionate about? What keeps you going? Yeah, that's a great question. My why now, why do I put myself through like pain and suffering in terms of health and fitness and nutrition and be so disciplined to get up early in the morning and do things that I don't want to do, do hard things, ice baths, saunas, you know, my why is my brother. It's actually, they made us right. The first night that we were out there, we had, we trained all day. Everybody was physically just like beat up and we'd been going for 16 hours, you know? And by then it was like, I did one hour workouts. Like that was my, oh yeah, hour. Oh wow. That was hard. Go home. They made us run up a mountain, two and a half miles, holding a log at two in the morning. Then we ran down the mountain and they were like, okay, you're going to write an essay about the person that means the most to you and why you're doing this. And the first thing that came to mind was my brother. And so I have more reasons, you know, my family is really my why my, my future wife, Savannah and you know, my friends and the people around me is the thing that drives me. But it was my brother in that moment. And that's why I bring that up because he's just a mini me of me. You know, I'm we're he's 19, I'm 28. And so I never had that growing up and I just want to be an example for him. You know, I want to set the example for what you can do when you set your mind to it and that you don't have to follow like society standards. Like if you don't want to do the things that your parents want you to do, it's still okay, you know? And I just wanted to be that example. So, um, I would say my family, my friends, you know, just people around me, I want to be a leader from my actions Right. Not just the words that I say, but the things that I actually do. So that's why I'm so like disciplined with my fitness and my nutrition and my just my life, because I want to show people that like if you take control, you can literally fucking do anything. Mm -hmm. Do you does your brother know that he does know that I wrote that about him? Um, I don't know if he thinks about that as much as I do, (laughs) you know, because I was the one that was out there that had that experience. But yeah, now that I brought him up, I know that he's been going through a tough time. Yeah, if I'm totally transparent, he's been going through a tough time. And I just know that when I was his age, just similar to what we talked about, like with girls and heartbreak, and you feel like your world is crashing and burning when you're going through those things. That's why I want to, I went through those things, you know, and I just want him to know like, hey, man, it's going to be okay. You just got to keep pushing. You just got to commit to yourself. You got to do the fitness. You got to do the early morning workouts. You got to do the food, get rest. There's no one's going to do it for you. You know, no one's going to do it for you. Yeah. It makes me think a lot about how like that was once told by my mentor is one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was that you are best positioned to serve the person you once were. 
And so what I think about is like how the things that you've gone through, the trials, the tribulations, the challenges, those are the per- people you're most applicable to help and serve. And so like as somebody who has obviously gone through heartbreaks, it sounds like your brother is obviously dealing with something similar. You are now in this position of like, oh yeah, I get it. I know how hard that was. Like now I want to like help this person. Yeah. I, I don't know where I learned this, but in life there's like three levels of people, right? There's people that are on the same level as you doing the same things, making the same money, you know, whatever. And then there's people that are on a lower tier than you that you can pour into and there's people that are on a higher tier than you, like a mentor or somebody who's just making more or, you know, more successful or whatever you want to say more of. Maybe you're into jujitsu and he's like a black belt or something, you know? Sure. Um, and then he pours into you. So it's very, it's nice to know that in life of like these different tiers and how you can help somebody or somebody can help you and just be aware of that. Yeah. There's always, yeah, there's always somebody better and worse than you at all points of life. hundred percent. Totally. What do you feel like the biggest mission is now moving forward with your, obviously your personal trainer now, that's kind of your main time, main gig, kind of the mission and the vision there moving forward. Yeah. So I got into fitness because I wanted to be healthier and then people noticed that and they wanted to learn from me. So personal training started because of people coming to me where I want to take it now is my mission for me as a person is to make this world a healthier place one better man or better woman at a time from impacting them i want to make people feel self-empowered and confident and the way that i've done that is through fitness right so that's where i always go to i have a senior wellness business so i train at assisted living and independent living facilities around austin Yeah, I've got some clients in there who are 85, 90, even 101 years old. And that's been something that has been amazing feeling and very rewarding of like giving back, making a difference. You know, like I know when I go in there, I'm actually making a major difference in somebody's life. And it's not just like a job where I'm just making money and I'm clocking out. So I really want to dive into that, you know, really push the senior wellness, actually just this week I've been calling up places all day and I have like six meetings next week, which is amazing. So looking to expand there, (laughs) but yeah, man, my mission is just to make the world a healthier place. One better person at a time. And it starts with me, you know, I think the, the trend I most commonly see in so many of these conversations and interviews that I do is just like, there's a level of tenacity that seems to show up in all the people that I talk to. Like literally you just talking about how like you made all these phone calls and you're just setting up all these meetings. It reminds me of another, actually one of my favorite quotes. I don't know if you know who Anne Rand is, but Not so familiar. Yeah. So she wrote a couple books back in like the 1920s. And one of the most famous quotes that came out of one of these books is, uh, the question isn't who's going to let me, the question is who's going to stop me. Mm-hmm. let's freaking go right <laughs> let's go and so i think about that a lot in terms of like just people who are entrepreneurial spirited is that it's not so much of like there's there's not an issue of like moving forward it's like the, the only thing is like who's going to get in my way yes who's going to stop me to do what i want to do and more often than not it's yourself mm. that is slowing you down you know i've been my biggest enemy for the longest time and then once you just like critique that inner voice and say listen up i'm in control now like i'm in control then the world is i mean you can do anything that's why i'm like yeah let's just pick up the phone start calling places who knows what happens and then boom you can create wealth and opportunity for yourself if you just try totally that's it who was it is it goggins that says like your inner bitch or something like that (laughs) man i listened to ben lionel scott on spotify which is a great playlist it's all motivation and Goggins is on there all the time. I was telling Savannah the other day, he always says, 
you got to find that dog. You got to find that inner dog. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, what does that mean? But like, all right, wolf, like, let's go. <laughs> I like him in like short bursts. Yeah, he's, he's pretty he's extreme. Extreme. Yeah. He's extreme. But sometimes when I'm in the thick of a hard run or a hard, you know, workout and then he pops on, I'm like, all right, Goggins, let's go, baby. You know, like I sometimes, man, like yesterday I was running four miles and uh, it started just getting hard. And I was listening to some motivation and just completely zoned out. And all I did was just each word that was saying, like coming into my headphones, that's the only focus I had in the entire world. And it, it drove me. It really drove me. Do you know, I've, I've, I've never actually talked about anybody with this, with anybody on the show before, but like, let's get into this a little bit. I don't want to get too far on a tangent yeah, on this, yeah, yeah. but I love this because you're reminding me of just self-talk because I do the same thing. And I think there is some component of continuing to consistently show up, whatever it is, whether it's like to your job or to doing something exercise related that's hard or getting into cold water or doing a hot sauna, whatever, like consistently showing up to those things allows you to start to notice your self-talk, I feel like. Because I, I do the same thing. And actually the one that pops in my head, as crazy as this fucking sounds, is actually Kevin Hart. He always says, like, he was always told as a kid from, I don't know if his mom or his dad, but basically they would say, like, quit being a bitch. Like, don't be a bitch. And so, like, when I'm in those moments of hardness, for whatever reason, Kevin Hart pops in my head and says, like, quit being a bitch. That's amazing. And I was like, all right, it works. I don't yeah. know why, but I noticed that self-talk, right? And it's I feel like there's something there with just exercise and doing 100%, hard things. 100%, man. I mean, if you are giving yourself negative self-talk, you will go down the rabbit hole. I have many of clients who will say things in the moment, like in the gym, like, oh, I can't, you know, this. Or I'm like, yeah, you just decided. You know, Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I think that just being your biggest fan, trust me, when I want to get in, or when I never want to get in the ice bath, but when I go to get in the ice bath, there's tons of resistance. I am a little bitch, but when I do it, I'm always like, wow, I'm empowered mentally. I'm empowered, you know, and physically. Yeah, of course. It's great. Do you, uh, have you ever read Stephen Pressfield's book? Mm, no, I think it's called the war of art, but he talks oh, about, you know what? I think I have. Yeah. Sorry. I did. I was like, who is that? He talks about the resistance. You literally yeah. just said it or like the hard R as he calls it. Is that this is all endeavors. This is like writing or creating a YouTube or a podcast show or getting into cold water or anything that you feel resistance to. He basically just calls it the hard R. And it's like one of the mottos I always use that's been really helpful for me is less thinking and more doing. Because we get in the way of what we actually want to do by the resistance in our head that says, like, it's going to be cold. This is going to be hard. This is going to be tiresome. It's like, that's the resistance, right? Yeah. When you just execute, it's you just don't give yourself time to think, you know? Do you ever you use, just do it? Do you ever use, like, the three-second rule? A hundred percent. Yeah. Have you ever, like, somebody's waiting to do a backflip on the side of a pool and you start counting down, like, three, two, one, and yeah. then they do it. Yeah. You know, it's like you just when it when you get to one you're done like you have to go it helps me with a lot of things and recently like talking about just self-talk if i i've i've i want to be a man of high integrity so when i say i'm going to do something i'm going to do it you know so i've been and you have so many thoughts so fast but when i think a thought like oh i should record this set and put it on instagrams to like market myself of being credible you know or oh, I don't feel like it. I'm just working out hard. When I have the thought, I do it now. So mm -hmm. yesterday I worked out at 6 a.m. And then it was like in the afternoon and I had the thought, maybe I should go for a run. And I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. And I was like, wait a second. 
Yes, I am. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah. But I thought it, so let's do it. Yeah. And the whole time I was like, I'm a badass, let's go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you feel like has been the most important or impactful relationship in your life? Who's had the biggest impact on you? Oh, wow. Man, that's hard. A lot of people come to mind. I mean, first and foremost, definitely my parents, for sure. My parents have, man, I come from a great family. My parents have been together since they were 12 and 13. And they've set a great example of like being best friends and what love looks like. And my dad has been there for me in so many ways financially. Like he has just done so much for me. So definitely shout out to my parents, number one. I don't know if this is like too easy for me to say, but my girlfriend is just such a supportive, strong person in our relationship. I am very just like high strung and I'm an intense guy. You know, I'm just an intense guy, not in a bad way, but sometimes it can be. And uh, she's just so strong and patient with me and she knows how to communicate. And so I've been unbelievably blessed to have found Savannah in my life. I don't know what I would, would do without her because I've I've always been just drawn to the wrong relationship you know and just the wrong person for me and then it's it's resulted in heartbreak and just lost hope and feelings and feeling like I'm not good enough and Savannah makes me feel like I'm wanted and I'm good enough so that's been a great relationship in my life and then also I'll I'll throw out a random one this guy Chris I'll just use his first name Chris he's a little bit of an older gentleman you know mid 40s (laughs) you know if he's listening to this, he's old as hell. But, but if he's not listening to this, he's really not that old. But um, <laughs> um, he is a great mentor of mine, man. He is a very successful entrepreneur, you know, in charge. He's in charge of the third richest Asian family's money, basically. And he, yeah, he's, he's in charge of billions of dollars. And he's a quantitative financial analyst. And I, every time I've gotten coffee with him or I've gone to LA with him and stuff, I've just gone around with him and he's always consistently giving me wisdom and knowledge everywhere we go it doesn't matter what it is he's just like it's it's like the dad that is like a bro you know what i mean it's just, he's like young enough to be like well he's not a dad but he's like very fucking he's way more successful than my parents you know he's like yeah just a really cool mystery man person in my life that has been a great impact and i think that Everybody can find that person in their life. They just have to be willing to step outside of their comfort zone. You know, you got to go to places that you wouldn't normally go to, to find people who are different. And if you want to take advice from somebody or find a mentor, as you alluded to, you have a mentor. It's somebody who is already where you want to be, right? It's somebody who has what you want to have, acts like you want to be, you know, has the marriage or this guy's single, but he's just a great, outstanding guy. So. Yeah, I talk a lot about mentorship on the show in terms of like, I have a lot of mentors in my life and I'm constantly also trying to be mentors to others in my life. I feel like just looking at relationships from more of that standpoint has been really helpful for me in terms of realizing that there's always people you can learn from, but then there's also always value you can add to others. What's something we could learn from Chris? Do you feel like there was a big takeaway you got from some of his teachings? I would say humility and patience. He's very humble about what he has and he's very patient and he always said to me like you'd be surprised what type of person you are when you only have 24 hours to get something done like you can really find somebody's character when it's crunch time and anytime it's been crunch time for him with a business or things that he's working on he's telling me about he works he produces so it's just like I 
have really learned a good work ethic from him. I'll make one more shout out to a local guy in Austin, Texas, uh, CJ Finley. He's a great guy. Very entrepreneurial mindset, very go-getter driven, super strong. He can do all the handstands, calisthenics, all those physical things, but then he also is just like crushing business relationships. So that's been a great contact of mine. Just always giving me value, has never asked for a dime, you know, always giving me his time. And I just... You don't really find people like that. They always want something. CJ is very selfless and he wants to give and he wants to give and he knows like the more I do this, it's going to come right back. So I've learned a lot of things from, from those two guys. Yeah. I've seen a lot of his Instagram stuff. He's got a, he's a high energy guy. He's very high energy. I like yeah, that. man. Okay. So what, what do you think is the most expensive mistake you've ever made? The most expensive mistake I've ever made happened recently. <laughs> I won't go too far down the rabbit hole. I lost about 10 grand by clicking a wrong link on Discord. <laughs> so yeah, that, 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 that happened. I lost like a little bit over two Ethereum, which is about 10K. At the time, it was about 10 grand. Yeah, it's a long story. I got a new phone basically this and and I was like on my computer and I got my new phone I was downloading it and I was just going too fast and I was getting excited about this thing and I clicked the link and then all of a sudden my money's gone so I'll I, I bring that up because I learned a lot about what I did the process how this person you know and then I realized oh this is replicated all the time I was just a noob and just didn't know so I had to learn a lesson so that's one of the most expensive lessons I've learned in terms of just straight money but in terms of like business i've paid quite a few mentors and coaches to help me build a brand or or market myself online and i wouldn't say it was a mistake because every you know quote unquote mistake you should learn from and grow from so i'm grateful for all these mistakes but two different things is just hiring some coaches online that i probably paid way too much for um you know thousands of dollars and then trying to start a business with somebody who was way too busy already. I tried to start a business, a coaching business with somebody who was already running. He was a CEO of an already astounded protein company, basically. So he was already super busy and we tried to start this company together. And I wasted a lot of time and a lot of money trying to get this started. But I also, it like crashed and burned really fast and I learned so many things that might have taken me five years to learn in like a matter of you know six months so it was an expensive time but also it was a catalyst for me to learn and to get to the next thing as fast as possible hmm. how do you what could you recommend for somebody it sounds like you maybe didn't vet this person correctly in terms of starting the business like what would you recommend yeah no i feel like some people did tell me about him you know just some red flags and stuff i decided to do my own research and I feel like that was that's always the best thing is to like listen. Yeah, of course, take advice, but do your own research. You know, do your own research first. You really want to find somebody who has the same core values that you do. So if they don't have the same values as you, you should not be working with them. End of story. Boom. And also, it's really tough to work with friends unless you just like are very business oriented and on the same page, and again have the same values and long term vision. Then. Just don't waste your time, you know, find the right team players to be in the right seats in the company. If the wrong people are in the wrong seats, they're going to crash and burn. Even if they're a great person, 
but they're in the wrong role, it's not going to be good. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah, that's I've heard the same thing about like working with family as well in terms of like that di- dynamic can be really challenging, which is interesting because like there's always outliers though because I actually interviewed a girl. She's a physical therapist and her she works with her mom actually. Her mom is like a doctor and she's a physical therapist and they have a business together. Wow. I know, and she loves it. Okay. I mean, maybe it'll crash and burn someday. Yeah. I have no idea. But like, so there's always like outliers, but... Well, mom, daughter, love, maybe that works. Yeah. I maybe mean, so. well, I think I think it's less about maybe the actual orientation of like friends and family and more about to your point of like, are you aligned mentally and emotionally and spiritually and value wise? Like I've, if you're super close with your mom and you value wise are in line, for yeah, sure. It seems like it will work. Yeah, totally. Right. But if you clash with your parents, like no way. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be bad. Totally. So for the record, we're definitely in your office right now and there's a painting of a shark on the wall. <laughs> Can we talk about this? Yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've just uh, started posting on my Instagram about like, why do I identify myself as a shark? <laughs> so this is perfect timing. <laughs> yeah. Well, one, sharks are apex predators, predators, just like me. Right. So that's number one. But if I'm not being a total douche about it, <laughs> if I'm not being, <laughs> there are some deeper meanings, right? So sharks cannot swim backwards can't go backwards so it's a metaphor for life i'm forward momentum do we need to fact check any of this for the record is that a hard fact it's a hard fact okay yeah sharks cannot go i backwards. don't know i can only go forwards okay. yeah and also if they stop moving they die so they have to keep moving like even when they're sleeping they're just like barely gliding they sleep they do oh they do yeah so when shark they, they yeah so excuse me so if they stop moving, they'll die. Same with me. I'm obsessed with fitness. So like, I love movement. So I just, you know, always forward momentum, hashtag Roan forever forward. <laughs> and I, I'm just obsessed with the, with the fitness man. So, so wait, are you a self-proclaimed shark? I am a self-proclaimed shark. Okay. Yes. So nobody gave you the name. You were just like, man, uh, sharks are badass animals. You know, I feel like we have a lot in common. That could be like a old time world of Warcraft. Shark Man Swole character. I don't remember. <laughs> I was probably self-proclaimed, yes. What do you want to be known as, like, moving forward? Like, how do you want to be... So you're obviously, like, very networked. You're very well-known. You have a great community. What do you want most want to be known by by the people you're involved with? I want to be known as somebody who shows up. It's hard to do that always with everyone because I, I when I first moved to Austin I was so excited and I would show up to every event and everything but I do want to be known as like if you need me I will show up that type of thing also I want to be known as the guy who's in charge of training training the elderly I want to be you know especially around town yeah I really want to be in charge of that like the face of senior wellness around Austin and if I get into the nerd stuff I want to be known as a leader in the NFT project space. Like I want to create my own project. There's just too much money to be made there. So I'm a business leader is what I want to be known as. Here in Austin or just globally? Nationally? No, yeah, glo- yeah, yeah, no, globally. Okay. Globally. Love that. Yeah. For anybody listening, if you know any senior living places that need a sweet trainer, mm. I'm sitting with one. I'll tell you a quick little story. The first time I ever walked into a senior home, Two ladies lashed at my hip, and the rest is history. That's it. They That's knew the whole story. Yeah, they knew. Yeah, yeah, they knew. They were like, "Oh, yep, this guy, he's gonna get me fit and healthy. Let's go." They saw those soft, Done. buttery eyes, <laughs> and they just <laughs> yeah, literally, they know. I'm like, 
My last name. They were churning <laughs> for some. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, I like that. So one more question for you. Before I ask that question, though, I first want to just acknowledge you for basically just your honesty, showing up today, being your true authentic self, and really just being who you are as a person, somebody that wants to make the world a better place. And so I would also like to ask then is if you were to start over from ground zero, you're just maybe moving to Austin, Texas, you want to get into the health and fitness industry, you want to start maybe training, maybe doing something similar to what you're doing. What's maybe the best piece of advice you could give to that person just to kind of get forward to get moving in the right direction? Yeah, great question. That's amazing. The first thing that I would do if I had capital is I would spend six months going to every event that I saw on Instagram, the park, you know, sprint squad, ATX, any place possible to build out my network. Because when you know people and you have connections and they like you, you can make trades, you can make connect, you can make things happen. Right. So that's what I did was like for six months, I just went around and I met everyone. Now I've going to the same chiropractor for three years. I never pay to go there. I'm, you know, I send people, I've just networked my way into so many different brands and businesses where they, I'm hooked up everywhere that I go, like ocean lab ATX. I've been going there for years, you know, float tank, a sauna, ice baths. I'm never paying like, and it's not because I'm using people for their services is because I'm bringing so many people into these places that they're like, yeah, Ross, like, of course, come on through bring, you know, 20 paying customers with you. Yeah, of course. You know, so I would say networking as much as possible. And then on the same note, there's certain clicks and groups around town that will go to coffee shops together and work together. And they're all in online business. You got to find your, again, your, your mentor, like, what do you actually want? You know, do you want to make an online business? Do you want to be a trainer? Do you want to have some brick and mortar? And then you find those clicks that are doing it. Cause I could, I could, from my network, out of all those things that I just said, I could tell you a CEO or somebody who is building in one of those industries easily. There's like five different people I'm already thinking of, of like brick and mortars and five like health professionals, like chiropractors, massage therapists, item and IV lounges that, I know the CEOs of because I've sat in the sauna with them and I've chatted with them, you know, and just built sweat equity with these people. And now I can leverage that network and it is invaluable. So if you have the time and, you know, the capabilities and the personality to get out there and just go shake hands with people and be like, what's up, dude? And send random video messages to people on Instagram. Mm. That's how I met a ton of people. I mean, that's how we met was through, through LinkedIn and through Instagram, you know? So just using social media to your advantage and being an authentic person on social media can get you far because it's, it's hard. You can put on a front, you know, you never know. Somebody sends you a video and they're super cool and you meet them and you're like, oh my God, you never know. But totally. also you got to shoot your shot. So that's just like what I did was just constantly video message brands like i remember roan this men's athletic wear company that i've been working with for three years i just sent them a video on instagram and i had like three thousand followers at the time so i was you know nobody and i just sent them a video and they're like dude we love your energy we would love to work with you sent me like 400 bucks in clothes and i didn't do anything i just sent them a video (laughs) that's it you gotta shoot your shot I love that expression. Shoot your shot. There's uh, I always tell people that too, that there's arguably nobody in today's world that you can't reach if you're as creative or clever or ambitious. You or, can 
talk to Nike HQ on Instagram, send them a DM, you're in. Or if they look at it, but you know, any brand or business or Tesla is on Instagram, you know, like Elon, send them a DM. There you go. Yep. It's all about being resourceful too, right? Is it just put in the effort and the energy and actually authentically try to connect with them? I guarantee you'll get to connect with them at some point. Matthew McConaughey is around Austin and he does some work with the senior citizens. So me being me, I sent him a DM like, hey man, I work with the senior. Obviously I didn't get anything back, but it's just that mentality of like, I'm going to try. Totally. I'm going to try. If you really wanted to talk to him for the record, you could just go to the university. I could figure it out I mean, a way. Honestly, there's definitely a way you could go run into him. Just hang around the campus for a while. You're going to see him walking around. You're going to be like, oh, hey, Matthew. I'm glad you said this because now you're nudging me. Yeah. Honestly, I'm an executor, man. I'm going to so plant if I get an that idea, seed. Yeah. If I get an idea, I'm doing it. I'm planting that seed. I told seed. you that earlier. If it's in my mind, I'm like, let's do it. I'll hang out there with you. We can hang out there for a while. We can shoot the shit and maybe he'll walk by. I'm down. All right, done. <laughs> done. Uh, so I just want to say last thing. I just seem to have this vision. So you said men, men of the arena earlier, and I can't help but like picture you as like, you ever seen the movie Gladiator? Yes. Like I'm as you as like the guy in the middle of this arena and just like everyone around like cheering, excited about you because they know you and they're like, oh yeah, like Ross Jordan, my guy. Let's go. Yeah. I don't know why I have that. I would uh, love that. <laughs> I would love that. I don't know why. You don't I... need to kill anybody though. That's not too Yeah. That. I, that's what I was picturing. I'm like, did I kill someone? No, no, no. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not that no. intense. I know I said I was intense, but not that much, man. Jeez. Uh, but. That would be badass. Ross Chan, appreciate you being on the show. Thanks, man. Man, thank you for having me. This was, this was really fun. Peace. Before you go, I just want to say thank you for listening to the show, and I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed recording it. If you're looking for more advice on how to market your health business or need help with your website, you can find all my information at coreyha.com. Thanks again, and keep hustling, my friends.